Are you ready to be a better, more successful, and open-minded trader and investor? I'm Serge Berger, head trader and investment strategist at thestudytrader.com, and I want to help you get there. Whether you've been investing for years or are just getting your feet wet, this podcast will help you cut through the noise and get dialed in on the big picture. We will utilize research, guest interviews, and real-time analysis of the market. We're at a critical juncture in the market where knowledge really will mean power. According to the Wall Street Journal, one of the most consensus calls for 2024 by Wall Street is a soft landing. Hey everybody, Serge Berger here. I am the host of the Study Wealth Podcast. Welcome to another episode here in late 2023. And when I listen to Wall Street forecasts, it's a little bit like listening to, I'm going to say fairy tales, not to be disrespectful to Wall Street, but into terms of the reality of uh, what the potential actually might be that the, uh, a forecast like that, uh, that's determined in December will actually come true one year later. Um, what I'd like to do in this uh, short podcast episode is to give a little bit of perspective of what motivates what are the motivating factors for Wall Street analysts, for the big investment banks uh, behind their calls for, let's say, the stock market and other markets in the year ahead? There's really a lot of ways of going through this uh, and attacking this topic because it's complex. But my real motivation behind attacking this is to bring to light the fact that this is very little talk about in mainstream media. You really do have to follow people that are more on the inside of things. And uh, having worked on Wall Street for plenty, uh, plenty long, I can tell you uh, this is something that is very much misunderstood in terms of how the public views takes the forecasts of Wall Street uh, strategists at face value. So let's uh, get into it and talk about a few things. First of all, when we look at Wall Street, we have to understand what is their business. And uh, when we talk about Wall Street, we're talking about big investment banks. I'm not gonna, I don't want to mention any names because I don't want to, you know, cause more issues than, than I should. But Wall Street is there to sell stuff. It's something called the sell side. That's the Wall Street I'm referring to here. Some people might consider hedge funds to be the Wall Street. Really, Wall Street tends to be associated with, associated with the sell side. Those are banks, basically investment banks. And investment banks do a whole bunch of stuff. They will sell stock. Uh, they will bring companies public. They will be uh, uh, brokers. And if we just stop right there, let's understand how these companies make money. So these companies make money when there's more activity in capital markets. That is when more companies become profitable, turn IPO, initial public offerings, become public companies. These are companies that will make money if there's more stock being issued, if there's more bonds being issued, more M&A deals, mergers and acquisitions. They will also, to be fair though, make money if like a company has to go private, right? But almost all of the things I just mentioned tend to happen when things go well in the economy. For example, in an initial public offering, if a, company, a, new, a private company wants to go public, in a bad economic environment where investors have no risk appetite, that's going to be a difficult thing to do. At the same time, taking a, pump, a company public, 
a private, excuse me, a public company private is something that a corporation, and there will be exceptions here, will tend to do when they can borrow cheap money. If I look at the current market environment, neither do we have cheap money, nor do we have a market that is extremely bullish from a economic fundamental perspective. It's not terribly bearish, um, but it's not very bullish. So if we look into 2024, let's, let's understand how these companies make money a bit more. I'm going to give you a bit of, of, of a bigger list, and then we'll try to understand why the most uh, consensus call, according to the Wall Street Journal, for 2024 is for a soft landing and not to steal too much from what I'm about to conclude in a minute, but just understand that it's very rare for Wall Street firms to be bearish. There might be a, a part of an investment bank, like an asset management arm or a whatever. The investment banks are set up very, I'm going to say in a convoluted way. They have many different units that all have their own views, even though there might be a house view. And so that gets very difficult for the public to follow up. But let's talk about a couple of things. Investment banks make money from increased trading activity. What does that mean? A bullish outlook will tend to have the effect of heightened investor confidence, which means people to trade more, right? Increasing buying activity. That means more trading commissions and fees. All that stuff benefits institutions. If they were to come up with a very bearish outlook for the year, then people will tend to do less, which doesn't benefit them. Going back to number two, underwriting opportunities, IPOs, investment banks play a critical role in underwriting. They have syndic desks. They bring companies to, pub to public. A positive economic uh, outlook makes it easier for companies uh, to go public and issue new securities. And this creates a very lucrative underwriting opportunity for investment banks. M&A, mergers and acquisitions, a bullish market environment tends to feel companies more optimistic about growth prospects and then investment banks can get involved and facilitate these transactions. Again, bullish outlook here, check, check. That is what these companies will want to see. Let's talk about asset management growth. And I have a couple of parts there I want to talk about. So in general, bullish markets tend to attract more investors to participate in the financial markets. That leads to growth in the assets under management. That's important. And that is bullish for the asset management divisions of the investment bank. So if you think about the investment bank having a bullish outlook, that means the asset management part of the investment bank, they can then tell their investment advisors to go tell their clients that it's going to be bullish next year, which in turn leads their clients to maybe buy more stuff, more stocks, more whatever. So that's a, a profitable business. Now, uh, let me quickly pause on this because there's some empirical stuff that we can talk about. So for example, one of the big risks that I see in 24 is that the passive investing bubble, and I'm going to call it a bubble, and I did think this the same thing was going to be true for 2023 has only so far partially turned out to be the case, but the passive investing bubble, basic, basically investment banks have been pushing as hard as possible people into ETFs, structured products, that's nothing new, but into passive investing. And while passive investing can work over time, right now we have such crazy concentration in a few stocks, all the ETFs have to own the same stock. So the byproduct, and I think it's a a risk as a byproduct uh, of investment banks having, having been pushing all these ETFs, pushing the bull market, by the way, this is a bull market narrative, is it has caused and increased the market capitalization concentration of the Apple's Microsoft's of the world as funds and ETFs and new ETFs are forced to buy those few stocks. So it's not just that those are good companies. I, I think 
the Apples and Microsoft, all the good companies, rather than I need to buy them right here or now is another question. But just know that Wall Street, and this is not about bad mouthing, Wall Street has plenty of good things, by the way. I just want people to be aware in this podcast of why they tend to be really bullish. Like I rarely have ever seen investment being even as much as being concerned. They'll always highlight the good things because I don't want people to, to, to be negative, which again would lead them to have less capital markets activities, uh, less trading value, blah, blah, blah. Um, Let's talk about client client confidence and business expansion, right? So in general, a, a business, a bullish market outlook tends to foster increased confidence among clients. That's what I just said before. But also in general, it tends to lead to more engaged conversations of any type of client, whether that's an investment, an individual investment client, a hedge fund that might want to do business with the investment bank. It just leads to more to more discussion points than just, hey, listen, it's going to be a crappy year next year. Go hibernate somewhere under a rock. That doesn't get anyone interested in talking to the bank more. Uh, there will be some, of course, because you want to hedge, but it'll be less fruitful for the banks if they have a positive outlook. Let's see here. Positive economic outlooks typically also tends to correlate with increased activities in, in capital markets. You talked about that. Trading profits. Investment banks tend to engage in what's called prop trading, less so these days, but they still do it. Bullish markets tend to be favorable for them. It's bullish markets are easier to trade than bearish markets. So for their own proprietary book, so the money that some of the money that investment banks have, they tend to, tend to trade with it themselves. It's easier to trade in a bull market than in a bear market. And the other thing I'll tell you is that in general, when we look at investment banks and the way they're set up and the way that other analysts tend to follow, it's a herd mentality. And again, this is not about being negative or, or, or thinking bad about these people, although I'm sure some people do. It's about just understanding how it works. And I can tell you this, having been on the inside of uh, one of those very big investment banks for a good part of my career, um, this is very real. Now, I will tell you, I don't think these banks are out there to say, oh, we're going to stick it to the individual investor next year because they're bad. That's not the point. They're just trying to make money, right? And they have an easy time making money if the outlook is bullish. So let's get to the drum rolls. For 2024, according to the Wall Street Journal article last week, the most common outlook is a soft landing. So that's the consensus next year. Consensus outlooks, not never, but rarely come true. Last year, let's rewind the clock about 12 months. One of the most consensus outlooks that was going to be an economic recession of some sort and that bond yields would collapse. Neither has happened. Bond yields have certainly come down, but they've not collapsed. And the economy is not going to recession for a lot of reasons. And it doesn't even really matter right now for why. The point is the consensus was wrong. Um, by the way, myself including, I really did think that we're going to see a more difficult market in 23. And we did actually underneath the surface, the Russell 2000 has not done well. But I did not think we would see that crowding into those few names once again. Uh, it's gotten delayed because of the uh, unique circumstances of coming out of uh, COVID and the stimulus and all that stuff. But I think 2024 will be a different uh, picture. Long story short, be wary is my overarching message here of the soft landing call on Wall Street for next year. It's a lot of it is in their own interest to be bullish about things. Now notice they probably do listen. And, and by the way, I, I, this is an important point as well. These investment banks are not stupid. They are actually very smart. They know a lot of stuff and they can see what the odds are. And I can tell you, I talk to these people every day. 
they know that things aren't as great as people are made out to believe, which is also why they're selling so much stock and making all the stuff happening. So the soft landing outlook is actually in part an admittance on them that things are not as good. So you can see they're talking about a soft landing, which still, by the way, soft landing means the economy will land. It's going down. It doesn't mean like things are rocketing higher. So there's part of a hedge built into the soft landing call because if the economy does well, they can say, oh, it, it, it was even less of a soft landing, even a, a no landing that's even better than we thought. If the economy craters, they can say, we told you it's going to slow down. So again, just please be aware of the bullish calls in Wall Street. There is a lot of uh, interest that on their part to, to be bullishly vocalizing a bullish outlook for the years ahead. Uh, for the year ahead, typically, and 12 months outlooks are hard, right? Unless you're looking at a secular growth story in a specific industry or sector, a call of where the, a stock index, for example, or a bond index is going to be in a year from now is very difficult to nail. So there you have it. Be wary of the soft landing call of 2024. Hope it's helpful. And in the meantime, have a very happy holiday season. And we'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening.